All right. Uh, here's the thing with this situation here. Um, starting a podcast. Uh, bear with me. First one. I've, I've, I've talked before in my life. No, this is not my first time talking. Um, I'm not a native speaker of the English language, although I knew I know the language. I know how to how to communicate and work around my 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 flaws in it. So yes, I'm based in Sydney at the moment, and I'm gonna talk about music. I gather 301 albums, like studio records. Uh, they are very significant in my life. I've been very curious about music since I was 13, 14, when I started uh, hearing more stuff outside the new metal, uh, radio, um, Etus from that period, like 2001, 2002. Uh, afterwards, I started to hear a couple more folk Brazilian singer-songwriters, MPB, which is called. So I, my taste was kind of built from that, right? And there is a trajectory there. It's it's, it's a trajectory tra the trajectory that I find important, that I find interesting. Um, it seems to be basically what everyone is doing, right? Just recording themselves and putting them on the landscape of media that we have at the moment. Um, I enjoy I enjoy talking to people. I try a couple of times to have podcasts with friends. Uh, it's a little bit of a logistic nightmare. I mean, you have one spark of a thing one once and then things happen and things don't go uh, very far or very frequent. So I'm starting with a pre with a premise, um, get along for the ride if that's interesting or not. Uh, it is basically an outlet, but I do like uh, talking about music and talking about sharing that, the, the internal discussions that I have about what I hear, about things that I find uh, important and, and genres and artists and phases and, and this and that. Uh, and that's pretty much the start of it now. Uh, the method to the, to the madness, let's say, I put the 301 records in the list. Uh, and I'm gonna run a random gen random generator number uh, over a website here and I'm gonna find one and on the spot I'm gonna start talking about that artist and that record what what does that mean for me from what it's worth and what it's possible that you can find interesting as someone who's listening to someone's unrequested opinion about something um hopefully it's all good and fun so let's start doing that let's see how it goes
let's generate 135 that's the number that's the number on the list and it's gonna be the record the Mars Volta the lost in Cometarian that's good uh, of course all of the records here they have some significance for me um, of course that I heard all of them right some of them more uh, less extensively than, than others and less repeatedly than others uh, Mars Volta is one that it's quite old uh, I mean let's first start with a little bit of history about the band uh, from what I can understand and from what I remember like on the spot here uh, they were initially at the drive-in so they formed uh, a little bit mid-90s a little bit there uh, they have a first record in 1998 so I never heard that one but the second one with the horse on the on the cover the one that has worn one-armed Caesar like the, the real mature classic uh, record from them uh, at the drive-in in the in that case uh, that's a a record that it should be here I forgot to put it but it should be here although I do like more of the side a of the record I don't remember many of the deep cuts and and things like that but one I'm Caesar and the first song which is not the one it's basically a it's a classic post hardcore uh, situation there. It's one of the most, um, I, I would say, no, it's not underrated. It's not, at the drive-in is not underrated. They are quite, they are very, uh, their, their, their cloud, it's on point with what they are, right? Um, within the hardcore, um, I use the word ethos again, ethos once, and I'm gonna use it again. Uh, the, the, the hardcore landscape, especially the the, the post hardcore uh, landscape with Fugazi, with Slint, um, some other bands that kind of uh, shellac. Um, it's very on par with with that scene, right? With the with the post uh, hardcore, which is basically bands from the 90s that used the hardcore that started with minor threat started with those bands feeding off the post-punk and, and getting more aggressive black flag right and all that so um, they were that band i'm not sure w what happened in terms of formation um, for them to to kind of change but the, the 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 brain and the muscle of the band it's Omar and Cedric right the the the, the vocalist and the guitarist I say brain and and and, and um what else did I say brain and muscle because the guitarist it's the guitarist uh, Cedric I don't I don't know his his name is a nightmare to to even try to pronounce it. Uh, he is the driven force right because it's basically if you if you can describe the mars volta especially on this record the losing commentarian which is their first one it's basically a jazz fusion fever nightmare of 
progressive post-hardcore. It's it's basically what it is. Um, I mean, it's a very interest. It's it's an interesting record. Uh, record to just dip your toes into it if you like heavy shit, right? Um, probably not very recommended for people who prefer the more punk side of things instead of the 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 progressive side of things they they are very interesting because they mix both of them right really well so the the formula there and they use a lot of latin kind of rhythms as well so it has a lot of the jazz fusion from the 70s the progressive rock from the 70s the punk rock from the 70s and the hardcore that from the band that they already had formed right the added driving and they fuse everything and they really take their time because the progressive uh, flag the progressive banner of the of the project is the one which is more in front of things right so if at the driving was a hardcore band a pure post-hardcore hardcore band the um, marzvolta is a progressive rock band as the prog metal bands from the early 2000s to porcupine tree and so on so on it's kind of that same outfit right but it has all those types of flavors as well. Produce, this album is produced by Rick Rubin, which, as a producer, it's a figure in and of itself, right, in terms of how brilliant and how all over the place he is in terms of what he touched uh, within his career. Uh, from, of course, the Beastie Boys, one of the first things that he, that he did, like with the producing and making the, the the first record within his label as well um, i'm pretty sure that dr dre has something that was produced for him uh californication is produced by him the, the black album for metallica is his uh system of a down right uh jay-z so it's all over it, he is the quintessential producer in a sense that he really elevates all types of genre to a professional capacity, like unimaginable, right? So, um, if you take rap, what he what he did with the Black Album, uh, Jay Z in that case, is really taking that gangster rap, the roughness of the gangster rap that Jay Z was presented in, in his first records, even in in, in the Blueprint. Like it is a little bit rough, and it's just polishing the thing. Like it's they they he is known as a career um, career defining producer for some artists, right? Uh, he comes in and with Red Hot Chili Peppers, for example, Californication. It's a total makeover of what the band was, right? Even with the same. Uh, players there and all that so and it's the same with with Mars Volta it's it's very 
neatly and authentically done. I do remember coming across that record, seeing the the uh, the cover because the, the cover it's it's really interesting. Some people call it ugly. I I do enjoy the the, the humor in it. Let me grab that here. Let me see. So it has like a guy in the shape of an egg. An egg. He's like beaming some light through his mouth, right? Some golden light. And it seems like it's a ho it's a hospital, right? It's a, it's a hospital table, like with the with the utensils and all that on the table. Looks like someone who's either getting served. I mean, it could be a it could be a kitchen as well. I'm not entirely sure. Anyway, have a look at it. It, it, it. It's either a kitchen or a hospital. It looks like both. And there is a kid at the door, like kind of getting surprised by it. Uh, it's a it's a record that has an interesting backstory. It is. It was probably I don't remember the exact details of it. It should be something that I that I that I had to look and read into it before beforehand but i'm doing this on the spot so as i said bear with me um their friend like someone from the crew like a, like a good friend from theirs and someone from the crew uh, had an overdose and he was in a coma so the whole process uh, the whole lyrical process of the project built uh within that framework right someone that they loved was in a coma and the the, the the hence the the loosed in comatorium it's the name because of it right because of the experience of being in a coma and how a prog metal punk uh, uh, flamenco band deals with that image right in, in forms of in form of song and it's pretty spot on <laughs> in terms of uh how the um, how their exploration of that concept translated and maybe it's all maybe that can be credited a lot to rick rubin uh because of his uh, energy and because of his method of work, uh, he he he'd done that before, right? With the with the with the Beastie Boys, for example. Um, what happened there was the raw energy of a group of friends got translated into like funny hip hop, and it changed the industry, right? It changed the way that uh, people looked at, at, at hip hop and and all that. Not to mention that he produced um, Run MC as well, which is it, it, he had clout in, on the industry because of the Run MC involvement. So, but coming back a little bit to the, I, I take a lot of digressions, right? Um, but coming back here to the the Luzon Comatorium, it takes the uh, approach within the psychological uh, paralysis of someone who's in a coma and it takes it takes that point of view and it makes like 10 songs basically about it right and they are 
uh, catchy, they are super energetic. It, it, they are, especially within the, the, the latest uh, part of the record, the last four songs, they are melancholic and, and, and nice and beautiful, right? It's, it's, uh, it's, it hits lows, it hits very ups, right? It has a, a, a screamo, emo quality to it, which is great to, to have. In a like in a very varied record to be catchy, right? It helps just putting things in perspective better, and in being a concept album as well as all of them that they do, right? If you look at the the discography from from the Demers Volta, they all kind of follow. An overarching concept, right? It, it it can be like the number of tracks, and then in Octahedron, for example, there is eight eight uh, tracks, and then it's eight. You know, so there is uh, uh, the Bedlin in Goliath. There is a character in a location, and 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 the cover follows that as well. So it's very um, surrealistic as well, which is interesting. Uh, they they kind of went that route more of the late in the, in the latest ones, which I'm not very familiar with, because I think that they maybe went too overboard with the weirdness, right? I I, I never really uh, engage with many of those uh, later records from theirs, uh, although I do like uh, Bedlam in Goliath. I do enjoy the at least the first couple of tracks of that one. Um, I enjoy them on the Demars Volta, maybe because the proximity with the with the hardcore stuff that they that they did before. Um, it's basically uh, post hardcore with with a more uh, sense of lingerness in it, right? It's a the progressive, it's maybe the, uh, the, the progressive side of things maybe is the, is the, is the motor for that, right? And the guitar work and the drum work, it's like something to be proud of, right? The, the, the amount of, 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 of power on those riffs and those uh, drum rolls and, and, and rhythms and, and uh, the variety that they carry very vivid and, and um, you know when, when something is really good in terms of rock and roll uh, at least one uh, idea that I carry sometimes it's the sounds live sounds like they are doing that in front of you right there right now but it's totally layered it's totally produced it's totally very well put together again that says something about the the, the rick rubin ability of doing that but um, it, it, this album has that feeling right maybe the the later records they went more to the route of more to the the crowd rock route and maybe more than experimental but more experimental for sure right i i need to i need to maybe 
uh, lean into those records a little bit more because it, it is a talented band uh, and, it, and it is a great uh, first record and they kind of deserve the 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 attention right um, let me just think about more things to say about it this the surrealist element it's 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 really interesting that kind of comes across uh, more on the on the on the cover art side of things uh, it's always a, a very Dali um, what's the name of the other guy the what's the name of the, the other uh, Magritte uh, Rene Magritte um, Bosch right uh, Urimus Bosch uh, a, a little bit of Eleanor um, Kerrigan like those vast like landscape types of 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 painting of paintings right everything very uh, colorful of course that they were going for the <clears throat> water break <clears throat> of course that they were going for the for the dali like surrealism energy right but and the the I mean I can I I probably can identify something like that uh, the surrealism from the from the from the beginning of the 20th 20, 20th century right uh, Dali Buñuel those 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 kind of guys uh, that's besides the point uh, a really interesting work in terms of what a sorry what a progressive band from the 2000s uh, in its full-on energy and variety uh, sounds like i don't think there is any other band that truly sounds like that first record uh, even two which could be a very a very uh, influential band for them as well and a very similar band for them as well uh, in terms of how they 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 process the, the the information that they wanna that they wanna process within the within the song, uh, like the voice of the of the vocalist and the guitar work, uh, it's really it's really unique. Interesting to say that Flea uh, plays on the on the album as well. Uh, Flea, the bassist from from Red Hot. And I'm pretty sure that John Frusciante also plays. Interesting because I, I I didn't quite catch on the. I made a reference for the for the with Red Hot Chili Peppers, but without remembering that. And truly, I know that Flea did play, but. The other guy, I don't, I don't quite remember. Let me see the credits here to see if we can find something. Yeah, he plays it. Uh, he plays it and and Flea as well. Yeah, I, I believe that Flea plays in only a couple of songs, which are not, which are not uh, disclosed. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, which it's. I mean, interesting, right? It's it's um. Because those guys, I personally don't think much about them. I, I don't I don't care much about 
Hot Chili Peppers, although I did in my, my childhood, because they were enormous, right? Enormous. They were enormous with, uh, with By The Way. And of course, Californication was a juggernaut of a, of a record. But by the way, I have more recollection of the of the music video and uh, but it's car tissue and Californication, um, but the, the the music video with the video game and all that I, I dig that shit so much. Uh, but afterwards, I kind of put them aside. I didn't see much value. I think that I I, I might have used some justification to the extent like. Oh, if you if you grab the the funk and the and the and like the, the like the talking heads idea, I don't know. It had something about them that always seemed very derivative for me. And I knew a guy in school that I didn't like very much, and he was a big fan. So I I kind of also <laughs> shout out to those to those guys, right? Uh, Nothing against the guy nowadays, just I didn't. Uh, we we were both music kids, right? Uh, so we clashed a little bit and some stuff. Anyway, uh, I, I kind of put them aside because of that. It's basically the piece of media that is just, you just get tired of it, right? Essentially, you outgrew it. And, and I did that. I did that with uh, Head Hot Chili Peppers. Anyway. Interesting to see the connection, right? I do know that Flea it's a amazing bassist and I do know that Fushianchi it's a great composer and songwriter and um guitarist as well. So really interesting to see the, the the guys holding a candle to those dudes and being better than them in a way, right? Uh, because I do, I do think that on on this first record here, I mean, it's apples and oranges, right? But by opinion, in terms of what is better, Mars Volta, it's a furnace of 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 goodness and, and rock and roll in its best form from that period of time, right? It is really, it is really nice to see, and it's really one of those. If you want to get energized albums, right? If you want to get energy, and if you want to get like you're going on a date or a job interview, that's the type of thing that you put to just knock your socks off, right? That's that should that should be uh, the basic explanation for if we, if if he has some utility. That's basically what the Luzanin Commentarium has. Because it has the punk, it has the hardcore, uh, it has the, the, the metal even, although none of the riffs are necessarily metal or metal-like. Uh, it's more jazz fusion and progressive, like the backbone of the, of the thing. And they are from Puerto Rico, right? So you have... Uh, both of the guys are. I'm assuming they came to the to the United States, like the main, the the mainland. Let's say at some point. 
Texas, I think they are from. Uh, they might form at the driving over in Texas. Anyway, um, but it carries that flavor as well. It carries the it carries that idea, uh, the the root idea, right? Oh, it came from a place who has all of those things who don't gel at all together with rock and roll. Uh, but in a way, it does, right? Because it's different than tango. I imagine, you know, to do a metal outfit or to do a punk outfit with a tango influence. It's a little bit uh, strange because tango is an of, of fado, for example, in, in, in the Portugal uh, tradition. Uh, to do, you know, it's not every country that will have, like, it has to be somewhat african in its uh inception right um a, a really huge example of that from my country brazil it's basically what sepultura did with uh roots what the mars volta did with the with this record here the, their first endeavor right it's basically what sepultura did with cardinos brown when they 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 did that record, which is their most mature and kind of, you know, sedimented record. Um, to use the percur percussive aspect of the, because that's really all you can do, right? When when dealing with samba and dealing with the, uh, I, I'm not sure what's the name of the, of the thing, uh, Puerto Rico, um, music. Let's see. Let's see what's the exact name of it. Uh, no, no, it's not dance hall. The fuck. Salsa. Yeah, precisely salsa. I was trying to remember. I said flamenco, but flamenco. It's nothing. In, in, at some point, I said flamenco. So what Sepultura did with samba. Uh, especially on Roots, and I think exclusively on Roots, from what I can remember, is that they took the samba rhythm and put that as a type of uh, garnish, right? So um, it's basically what it's happening here. Uh, it's usually something that people like to comment on and like to, to, to make a fuss about. Uh, I do not see much of the, the the of this going on with the Demers Volta on that for first record. I don't know about the other ones if they do in, implement much of that, much more of that. I I do believe that only one song has kind of a you know that type of salsa um, shakers and all that it has that that type of flavor. For the most part, it's a very progressive. Uh, hardcore um, outfit. Really interesting images that they produce. Uh, really interesting uh, voyage, right? Within the within the mind of that person going through a coma. Um, voyage. Uh, I, I kind of use that word for for, for a reason. I think because voyage. It's either. Uh, it is a decline, right? I'm not sure if in French it means necessarily 
uh, a decline, but you you voyage through a river, right? So you go down a river because you cannot go up a river, right? For obvious reasons. So voyaging, voyaging something, it's a movement downwards. It is basically what happens here on the on on this record, right? And he kind of Televators, which is the ninth uh, track, it's kind of the, the 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 ballad of the album. So it is basically the the main character there, whatever he is, coming to terms with death, right? And then the last song, it's the it's the um, the grand finale, let's say, uh, with his eight minutes. It's not a short record, right? It's a big 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 guy it's a big chungus as they say uh an hour you can you know like uh, uh, the medium there it's like 10 minutes per per track of course there's six and 12 four whatever uh, in terms of minutes right so it is it is a it is a kind of a cha it's it's a challenge to, to to just get into it at first if you are someone that never if nothing that i said so far uh got your interest the jazz fusion situation the prog fusion uh, the prog situation if those types of genres never never got into your head uh, you're probably gonna find it a little bit tricky to to get fully into it. I would recommend that listen from the beginning, right? Put play on the on the first one. Be a little patient with it. Soon soon enough, you're gonna find the 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 point of the thing, right? And and what they were trying to do with that record. I'm really, I'm really happy that that's the first one because I've listened to that one uh, not a very long ago. I even recommend it to a, to a friend who's um, into weird shit and surrealistic shit similar to this. Um, he never replied to my message, but uh, he's an artist and a very good one. So I... And he kind of... I understand that maybe he would like the the landscape of madness and and despair because his art has some some of it uh, like a, a really detailed uh, portrait of human suffering 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 <laughs> it should be the name of this podcast suffering anyway um, and shout out to you Brian just. I'm probably uh, I'm probably um, passing that podcast towards you at some point. Anyway, uh, really, really good album. Really good, really good uh, with the metal prog hardcore community. Um, if there is one out there interesting landscape of thoughts and, and imagery of a broken psyche, right? Confusion and, and, and 
think about Dali, about the, 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 the logic of the Dali painting when listening to this album. It's, I think it's kind of what they were going for um, in terms of that dryness, fiery, m melting um, mental health or something like that. Really, really interesting album. Really, really interesting. It's a work of genius on, on, of course, everyone who performed on it and, and worked for it, of course. But Rick Rubin, especially, right? He's a master of doing uh, what he did in this record here. Uh, just elevating materials, right? Raw energies and raw uh, potential and just making the thing as authentic and as at the same time pristine and clean but lived in and happening at that moment you know when you when you hear that record although you're listening to something very well put together and very nicely uh choreographed it's immediate right it is um the sense of urgency is there the emotion and it, it doesn't fall flat not even once it's a brilliant 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 album it's a brilliant brilliant album i might have run out of things to say already about it i i think i i, I said it all um if your comments i don't know how do you do this? Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I enjoyed. I think that this is a, this is a nice uh, format to follow. Let me see how many minutes I have so far. Yeah, forty minutes. I think it's a it's a decent decent enough time to just talk about an album. Okay, see you, on the, see you on the next one, on the next experience. This is the, the, the random album experience. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Appreciate it.